to be so thanks so much i'm not just taking privileges because i'm your cousin <laughs> but um but yeah it's really cool like everybody over here is also really excited about what's going on with you so i thought you know what i might as well get you like on an interview i think people really want to know your story and um i actually put out um you know i've been posting stuff and i said if anybody wants to ask paolo any questions please send through and i was shocked like people sent through some really really insightful questions so yeah. hopefully that forms the q a so hello listeners and welcome to another episode of develop your a game and super excited about today's episode but coming to that in a second so you know what this episode is about this podcast is about showcasing and highlighting black excellence highlighting the exploits and achievements of people on the continent and in the diaspora so today i've got on a really special guest apart from the fact that he's my cousin he is an all-round um you know uh, amazing guy quiet guy chilled but uh, pretty fierce when it comes to the sport that he loves. So I'm going to be introducing him in a short second. But just to give you a hint, he plays rugby and he lives in the UK. And I've been posting him a lot recently. So if you're a follower of mine on my WhatsApp or on my, on my um, Twitter page, you may have a clue who I'm talking about. And yes, I am talking about Paolo Odogu. So I'm really, really pleased to have you on today. And yes, I did say he's my cousin, but we'll get into that in a bit. Paolo plays rugby permit me or rather forgive me if i don't know your actual position because it's i'm right. quite new to rugby we're all football mad we're all football mad in nigeria yeah, everybody course. here is football mad so rugby is not as popular but trust me things are changing especially with you on the scene so just to introduce paolo paolo is my cousin right so i know him like family but um he's um coming up he's coming up big time on the internet well on the on the local scene in the UK, he's from Birmingham, and um, he plays for the Leicester Wasps professionally, which is a rugby team. And he's really, really in the news at the moment because he's just been called up um, to to participate in the England national rugby team. I think it's the rugby sevens. Do you know what, Paolo? I'm just going to let you introduce yourself <laughs> because you know yourself better than I do. <laughs> so welcome, welcome, welcome to my podcast. I'm so excited. I was like, this guy, I don't know whether he's going to have time <laughs> to do this. But, uh, but yeah, super happy to have you on, Paolo. It's such a pleasure. And tell us about yourself in a nutshell. Like, who is Paolo? um why rugby you know just just let's let's just take it well so of course pleasure to be here obviously as soon as i saw your message i was happy to get on obviously want to jump into those nigerian roots a bit more and spread out especially because rugby's emerging a bit over there i want to do my bit to make it as successful as it can be but yeah so i play for wasps as you said um been been at Wasps for two years now. It's my second year, and but I've been playing professionally for five years now. So I made my debut when I was nineteen. So on the in the Premiership, which is the equivalent of the Premier League in football, if you're trying to get like a gauge mm. of how what the standard is, etc. So yeah, exactly. I've been playing been playing in this yeah. league for five years now. I'm 23 now, so still pretty young, but I'm feeling old. <laughs> <laughs> five years is a long time yeah. in any career so you know you're you're pulling your you're you're paying your dues 
definitely. You're definitely paying your dues. Okay, brilliant. So five years now, and suddenly, suddenly, we're, we're seeing your name um, in different media outlets, on the BBC, um, I think Time Sport. What's happened? Like, what's the explosion? I mean, congratulations. I mean, it's a big deal. It's a big deal for anyone, for anyone who is, you know, proud to, to you know, of their country. It's such an honor to, um, you know, be on the national team. But could you give us a bit of um, insight what led up to you getting called up? Because I, I, I can imagine that these things don't yeah. happen just like that. There's a lot of toil. There's a lot of hard work, which people do not know about. And I know it must be a, a bit strange sometimes because all of a sudden, you know, yeah, your name is, is kind of moving everywhere, but people don't see the build up to that. So I want to just take you back a little. Let's, let's go back, say, say 10 years, 10 years back. Um, how did you get into rugby? Um, how did you develop that passion for, for rugby, the game? So I was always, like everyone over in Nigeria, I was football mad growing up, going through primary school, always wanted to be a professional footballer, play for Arsenal, all this stuff. And then moved to my secondary school and they didn't actually play rug- uh, didn't play football. So I was like, oh, what am I going to do now? Mm. And then the the main sport there was <laughs> rugby. So I was like, and, but I'd never played it before. Didn't really, I knew a bit about it, but didn't really care about it much. But I was like, yeah, I'm just going to give this a go. And then started playing for my school and I turned out and I was literally built for it pretty much. Amazing. Yeah, I, I read about that in one of your interviews. It's funny, a lot of your interviews, they ref, they make reference to yeah. your build. Like one said, built like a built like a bowling <laughs> ball. And I was like, what? Like how? Like, you don't, I mean, obviously they use a bit of hyperbole when they write, but they, 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 they really point to your physique yeah. a lot. And um, yeah, is, is it something that you've developed in the course of playing the game or did you, were you literally built for rugby? Like, you know, cause I remember you when you were that age and I don't remember you being particularly like, you know, stocky, but that's what they all seem to suggest that you were particularly built. Like, yeah, you know, like a truck. <laughs> I think it's always, I've always had big <laughs> legs and that's like a big thing in ah. rugby to have like, obviously strong legs. Yes. And I've, I've always had that naturally, but then yes. obviously, Throughout the the weights training and gym training since I've been playing and training and stuff, you I've just naturally filled out completely. So now mm. now when they're like bowling okay. ball, I'm not sure whether to take it as a compliment <laughs> or what. I'm like, oh. I'm like I know. I was like, what do they mean by yeah, bowling ball? Gosh, people can be right. Journalists can just be so funny. But yeah, a lot, a lot of the uh, journalists, they've had so many great things to say. Um, one described you, I, I think, if I remember correctly, it, it said the field is your... It was almost like um, an analogy of oh, an yeah, the field is my canvas. painting. I, I thought that was beautiful. I thought that was so poetic and expressive. And I have seen a couple of your clips and you look so zoned in and, you know, you're running those yards and people literally can't catch up with you. You're just running and, you know, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty amazing. So what, what position do you actually play in, in the game itself? What position? So you well, play? I play two positions, which doesn't, which makes it a bit more confusing. So I play either winger, which is, well, it's the same as in football on the wing. So you're fast, okay. agile, and this t- tends to be the person that scores all the tries. 
and then or outside mm. center which is basically one position in from the wing which is like a similar role but slightly slightly different you do a, a bit more like physical stuff so there's a bit more running into people as opposed to just in space but yeah so i play both of those amazing and is that the norm for people to play two positions or is this just unique to um, you? not really you find when you get to a higher level people usually specialize in one position or they've just found that that one position is their best but with me this is kind of this is pretty much the thing that's like made me break out this year and have the success that I've had is I so I've been playing wing for most of my career and on the wings obviously mm-hmm. you're 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 on the touchline you're quite far away from the action a lot of the time it's hard to get involved in the game so me and my mm. our head coach at Wasps was like, I want to try you at this position because I think you'll be perfect for it. You get more involvements and on the ball, you're one of our most mm. dangerous players. So we want to get you the ball. And literally the first time <laughs> I played there, I had an impact. The second game I played there, I scored two tries. And then from there, I've been starting and then it's That's just been amazing. building from there. And, uh, and now we've made it to the England team from that. So amazing. that was my slingshot. Honestly, um- <laughs> yeah. and it worked nice one nice slingshot so I mean when did you okay so you started playing like you said rugby when you went when you were in yeah. secondary school because football wasn't an option so at what point did you realize wow I think I can make a career of this because you know it's many people many kids who have an aspiration to go into the, you know, the professional leagues, majority of them don't actually make it. It's like if, if there's a hundred kids that want to play, uh, you know, football or rugby, only, I think they say less than yeah. 10% actually um, make it professionally. So at what point did you think, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to give this a shot. It's a gamble, but I'm going to try. At what point did you, because we're talking your teenage years. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So for me, it was, um, so after I'd done my GCSEs, I was offered a contract at Leicester Tigers, which would mean, yeah, so that, that meant I'd have to move that, to Leicester. Yeah. And I was like, so that yes. was the first big sort of decision I'd have to make. I'd be like, oh, do I take this or do I stay at school? But I was moving to a different school mm. to like, do my A-levels and stuff. But I would have, it was pretty, pretty much like I'm moving there. I'm going to be living in a big house with like the other, other, yeah, so the kids, other players yeah. in my year in the same team so it's pretty much like mm. moving out from home or going to uni early almost yeah exactly almost exactly so not too drastic one would say that was at yeah. 16 right when you went to Leicester okay and how long were you in Leicester so, uh, three years, years yeah so I went through went through three the academy years. there finished school there mm. and then I got to my third year and it wasn't really working out how I wanted it to, so I ended up moving to Sale, which is in Manchester. In Manchester, yeah. I remember that. Sale yeah, Sharks, yeah. isn't it? The Sale Sharks, you, yeah. How was that? How was it moving from Leicester to Manchester? That was good. I really enjoyed that. Cause Manchester, I don't know if you've been much, but it's probably, it's, yeah, it's probably it my favourite city yeah. in England. Like, it's just, it's just good. Yeah. Met- Metropolitan. Yeah. Good vibes. It's, you know, I think it's, it's, yeah, really good vibes over there. Okay, so at this point, you're still you're not yet you're not yet pro, fully pro. You're just you're just academy level. Is that what you would call it? So yeah, academy. This, when, academy. When I went to Sale, that was I was sort of in that transition period between academy and first team. Mm. And then mm. after doing preseason at Sale, was when obviously I started to find my feet, started to play well, and that's when I made my professional debut. 
in the in that the start mm. of that season in 2016. So that was my um, sort of the start of my career, really. The yeah, and at that point, I think I remember you you did do uni for a bit whilst you were at Manchester, and then at what point did you say, okay, I you know I I'm I, I can't do this. I'm 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 you know going to uni part time and I'm working part. Like at what point did you decide, okay, I'm just going to put my because I can't remember. Did you finish or did you did oh, you? Oh no, give... so I'm still doing uni at the moment. I'm just doing it part time degree. Oh, great, great, great. Okay. okay. Yeah. And what, what, what degree are you studying? Uh, design and innovation. So it's like... Um, Ve- yeah, very so cool. It's pretty much what it says in the title. <laughs> Even this quote. Very cool. So how long is that taking you? So you've been doing it since... You're still doing this, the degree. You're still on the degree yeah, so I, um, now. I basically took a year out because I was going to go to university in Manchester, but... I wasn't able to because Mm. they weren't able to change my um, timetable. So I wouldn't be able to make any of my practicals or any of my lectures. So then I pretty much took a year Mm. out of education and then I started. So I've done it for three years, but because it's part time, it's spread to six. Oh, wow. Six years part time. Amazing. Wow. And at the end of the six years, you get your degree. You get your degree. I think that's quite cool that they're pretty flexible with that. I mean, I'm sure they would be quite proud of you because the fact that you're doing the degree whilst you're um, focusing on your career, it's like, it's also, it's also a notch. It's also a notch for them because they can say, oh yeah, you know, Paolo Dudu was, you know, pursuing his career whilst there's always a plus side for them anyway. So I can understand that they would, they would be, you know, that they would be quite flexible. Okay, that's so. I mean, people listening who potentially feel like they're torn between choosing um, a professional, a sports, a sporting professional career, and you know, doing a degree. I mean, in Nigeria, it's a little bit different though because we don't really have a part-time uni here. Isn't something that we yeah. really do. But I'm really hoping that universities here really begin to 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 evolve with the times you know because many people don't necessarily want to go study uh, I don't know a traditional degree they they would rather do what their passion is like sports but there's no um, arrangements here that allow that so it's really nice to hear that um, your uni is quite um, understanding so maybe you know someone at the unis here might listen to this um conversation and think hey okay maybe we need to be more flexible as well but i think that's really brilliant because over here as well there's that perception that oh sports people you know um you're yeah, gambling exactly. with your future you know it's a bit old school you're gambling with your future what if it doesn't work out you've got nothing to fall back on and you're here pretty much saying look i'm i'm have i'm i'm getting the best of both I'm still getting my degree in a really cool um, course, something that will be very relevant when you finish. And at the same time, you're pushing your, um, your, your career, which, is, which I think is fantastic. So I hope the listeners, you know, start feeling motivated and inspired by what um, you said. So now I want to ask you a couple of questions. So what I did was before we had this 
convo. I posted um, a couple of things on my WhatsApp page just to, you know, um, get yeah. people involved. Because I always think it's nice to get like, you know, the wider public involved and, you know, get them to send through questions. So a few people sent through some really, really insightful questions, actually. So thank you to all the listeners that um, did that. So I'm just going to run through um, this Q&A. Okay, so the first question is, what advice would he, he being you, give a young up-and-coming 10-year-old black athlete? So I'll just give you some context. My godson, Aiden, um, um, he's the son of a very good yeah. friend of mine from school. He's a swimmer and he's amazing. You need to look him up. He's amazing. He was featured on the BBC as well, BBC Africa. Huh? They call him Bullet. So his <laughs> mom... <laughs> so his, I know, That's right? So Aiden the Bullet. So his mom is... I know, right? So his mom is really like thinking, okay, um, what can I do to to encourage him? And luckily, he's very self motivated, like you, to be very honest. Very just chill, yeah. but very self motivated. And his mom has been following you because of me. Like his mom, like uh, my friend, she's been following you, your story. So she was very excited that I was going to be speaking with you. So she says, "What advice would you give Aiden and other young up and coming?" young boys and girls that are passionate about sport what kind of advice would you especially give for someone like him in swimming which is predominantly a white sport pretty much he's yeah. got an opportunity to almost be a trailblazer yeah. like that's how i felt being in rugby mm-hmm. and being in a predominantly white sport predominantly middle class white sport i'm just trying to change the mold a bit at the moment and show people that there's a different side to it there's a bit more character to it and everyone has their own personality so just going into going into nice. those sports like be yourself in it and do it how you want to do it and don't hold back and literally if you know that's that's what you want to do as a profession just commit to it 100% and always have that so with me my design stuff on the side is just something that I'm interested in and it's happened to be something I can do a degree in so it's good to have something on the side but don't let that hold back from your actual passion Amazing. Okay, great. So I hope the listeners are taking that in. Don't let that hold back. Don't let that hold you back. Be a trailblazer. Okay, now another person asked, was it was it tough during your teenage years to focus on on um, you know, excelling in your sport? Were you distracted? What challenges did you face um as a budding sportsman? Well, for me, um... when you were a teenager. Obviously, the first challenge was moving away from home so, like, early and being sort of thrown into full-time sport at the same time as I was doing full-time education. So it was that having to get up at sort of 6.37 a.m., go to the gym, then go to school, do a full day of school, and then go and train again after. And it's like, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of commitment. Wow. But you like, yes, it kind of molds. Yes mold you for the rest of your life really because then you have that just built-in drive because you're just uh, used yes. to it nice nice okay 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 so another question is what keeps you going um when people just look at you like what's a black kid doing doing there i think you kind of alluded to that um in the advice to aiden but i mean a direct question about you know, being the only black kid on the yeah. block <laughs> in a white man's game. Um, what what kept you going? I think it was just because I knew I backed my own ability. I knew I was good enough to be there. So it wasn't really a case of, oh, 
I'm the only because I mean, growing up in Little Aston in Birmingham, where we grew up, we were the only black family in the neighborhood. Going to my schools, I was pretty much the only black kid there. So it wasn't something that was new to me. So I was just true, used to it. True. And then going into rugby, I was just like, well, I know I know my own ability and I know that I'm as good as these, if not better than these kids. So then Amazing. so that's what drove me through and then <laughs> ended up where I am today. So it obviously worked. Self-confidence in exactly. bags, basically. <laughs> okay. Now, um, again, okay, this question also relates to challenges, which you've talked about. Okay, another, I think over here, you know, because, you know, as Africans, we always get over here that, oh, you always have to be 10 times better because no one expects you to be good. No one expects you to, to excel. Yeah. So a lot of the questions do revolve around, you know, how do you overcome setbacks? Were there racial setbacks? Were there, I mean, cultural, you pretty much grew up, I mean, yeah, so I don't think there was a culture shock per se, but racially and professionally, did you suffer any setbacks or have you suffered any setbacks so far that you've encountered? Um, it's more, it's like a mix between the cultural and the racial thing because within rugby, there's a obviously that big sort of middle-class white culture that I've spoken about that sort mm. of molds how people act within the game and how people perceive the mm. game. So for me, a lot when I was younger, I find it harder to like sort of be myself in the environment. Like I'm quite a colorful person. I dress kind of out there. So yes. like for, when yes. I was younger, I was like, Oh, can I do this? Am I going to be seen in some sort of way? But then as you get older and as you realise, mm. as you get more comfortable in yourself, you're like, nah, I'm going to be myself. And if you don't like it, then that's a you mm -hmm. problem. Then you that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so especially now that, because nice. at the team I'm at now, there's quite a few mixed race black boys. There's quite a few Nigerians. So, mm. and you can tell the difference because like, it's just, everyone just gets on with everyone. Everyone's relaxed. Everyone is comfortable with themselves mm. and each other. Like no one's gonna take the piss out of mm. you for wearing clothes or if they do it's just like it's light-hearted it's not like actual disrespect so, yeah, yeah 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 and also is it also a generational thing i think some of these racial and cultural challenges i mean i'm not discounting that these racial issues do exist but i feel like the 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 what what generation is it is it generation z i'm or actually not sure millennials? why um <laughs> I'm somewhere in the middle of those two. X, Y. <laughs> yeah. So I almost feel like that your generation, that early 20s to 30s, early 30s, they, 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 they don't have those hang ups like, like, you know, the older generation. So, you know, again, I'm not really surprised that, you know, you saying that it's all about everyone just bringing their own uniqueness to, to the team. Um, I think those were issues probably that were more predominant, say, 20, 30 years ago. Correct me yeah, if I'm so, wrong. Yeah, it's similar in um, rugby, but it's probably, mm -hmm. I'd say, about f probably 10, 15 years that stuff started mm -hmm. to change. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. rugby is a pretty new professional sport, so mm -hmm. it turned professional in, like, the 1999 or something. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, so it's pretty, it's pretty new. It's only okay. been professional for, what, 20 21 years or so so yeah so it's still Quite had young. that sort yeah. of school culture and that uni culture in it and as opposed to that sort of yes. professional this is a market this is like a marketable thing 
right yeah, exactly. like football where it's all about marketing marketing the players you know the players yeah, become exactly. celebrities so and there's a whole fan base and 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 all that i don't know do you know about my dad's side of the family we've also got another rugby guy uh, martin afire as well yeah 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 <laughs> so i i think wow that's super cool so my so it's like it balances out so my dad's side we've got martin and then on my mom's yeah, side it's crazy. So I, <laughs> so, yeah, he was like one of so, one of the best players at the time as mm-hmm. well so it's quite cool yeah yeah but i'm pretty sure that the things that he might have encountered would be quite different yeah, to you worse. i'm sure given yeah <laughs> Yeah. Probably worse, exactly. Probably worse. Okay. So now um, I've got a question and it and it goes like this. Do you feel a need to connect with your Nigerian roots? Definitely. I mean, especially recently with a lot of the over summer with the Black Lives Matter stuff becoming such a prevalent thing, it's made mm-hmm. me and obviously a lot of mm-hmm. Black people living in England and the UK just properly think about themselves and how you want to see yourself and how you want to be treated. So I've been, I've been quite outspoken with all the Black Lives Matter stuff in the rugby community, which hasn't been a community where it has been spoken about much. So I've been sort of putting myself on the line mm. to get points across just because I feel like it has to be. But yeah, definitely. Mm. It's obviously an important part mm. of my heritage and it is okay. part of me. So it's something that I want people to know. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. And and then the funniest question, which made me laugh, it said, Do you speak Igbo? And I was like, I, I answered that yeah. on your behalf. I said no. <laughs> but can you say one thing? Can uh, you say at least hello? hello? No. Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so I'll teach so I'll teach you Kedu. Kedu. That's yeah, that means hey, how are you? And then I reply Odema. Odema. That's it. I'm good. Yeah, so kedu. I so you say kedu, and then I, and then I'll reply you okay. odima okay. like I'm good. Yeah, ma ma. Odema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Odima. Yeah. So yes. So now, you, oh yeah, you got it perfectly. So now you know, right? <laughs> she'll be like, you can what? Say to your mom, she'll be so shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do it next time I go home. <laughs> please, please do <laughs> say, hey, mom, kedu. <laughs> That's too funny. Okay, so the next question again on Nigeria is what's your favorite Nigerian food uh, if you have it's one? Jollof rice and plantain. <laughs> it's gotta be jollof rice. <laughs> unbeaten. Yeah, it just it can't, yeah. Yeah, unbeaten, completely unbeaten. Then what role did your parents play in supporting your career? Like so they've always young? been sort of the driving force behind it, they've always given me that sort of belief in myself, my own ability, but always obviously instilled the, this can't be the only thing you need to make sure your education's on point as well. But they've always been the ones driving me to all the games, mm. driving me to camps for England and stuff. So without them, I wouldn't have been able to be where I am because if they would have just said no, then I, would have been, I wouldn't have been able to do anything. Yeah 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 it's 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 that cliche of you know when you're older yeah, you exactly. kind of appreciate your parents all the more <laughs> ah! 
exactly right I, I do remember like when your mom would say yeah. my goodness it was freezing cold practice and then you're playing in you know come rain come shine you have to train there's no like do you do you guys cancel training because of the weather yeah. sometimes is there any so I've been like we've been training it, no exactly exactly so we'll do it crazy crazy so come rain come shine muddy windy wet everything you have to train so yeah so kudos to your yeah. parents for um for um for for being supportive because yeah i get that all the time people ask me over here oh gosh you know um waking up so early oh i don't think i can and and i i guess parents also need to realize just how much their input and support goes into you know helping their children develop that passion because if like you said if your parents said oh you know i'm sorry i really can't i need a lion or or i can't afford yeah. it or you know or i've got other things to do then eventually you'll be like you know what so this <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna you know look for another another sport yeah, that exactly. doesn't involve so much effort so yeah it's um it's nice that um you kind of acknowledge them as part of your part of your success so like what's what what do you I mean what where do you see yourself in five years um rugby wise I mean exciting times for you right now really exciting times I obviously I wish you all the best it's a pity we can't watch rugby over it's, here yeah we don't have we don't have the the channels you know unless it's maybe if it's, it's on a sport, BT I can find sport. a way to watch it from you know but for um yeah we don't get England, BT it should be on here, so. BBC I think I don't yeah, so you should be able to watch those. Okay, I think okay. it's BBC. Okay. Maybe ITV. Okay. Okay. Maybe ITV. Okay, yeah. yeah. I guess I could always VPN or something. Yeah, listeners, <laughs> if you've got VPN, then just, just VPN in if you're if you're in Africa or maybe maybe in America, people in other parts of the world apart from Europe. So you're getting ready now to go to camp. My goodness, how exciting. Um like when when is your big so game? When's the big game? The first game the first... is in two weeks time on so we've got we're playing it's the six nations tournament so it's england scotland wales france and ireland and italy wow so that so it's like a everyone plays everyone and then whoever's got the most points at the end of it wins Uh, pretty much amazing are you guys hopeful i mean i know you don't want to jinx anything but how's it looking i mean england <laughs> are you feeling? one of the best one of the best countries in the world at rugby they're like in the top top two three teams mm. in the world so mm. obviously going into this hopefully we'll mm. we'll be at the top uh, top end of the table yeah stay it yeah. stay I mean, it yeah. you want we to win, win. <laughs> yeah 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 of course of course amazing amazing okay and and pretty much what does your do you have have you come up with like a winning um how do you say before before a big game do you have to lock yourself away like you hear about boxers you hear about footballers they go into like a kind of self-imposed quarantine (laughs) do you guys have that in rugby do you do you hide yourselves away save your no not really it's sort of a because everyone's got everyone's got their own (laughs) everyone's got their own sort of mini routines because obviously everyone lives their own life mm, so you mm, sort of mm. we all show up at like the same time okay. before the game and we have like our pre-game warm-up and chats and everything but me me personally i'm quite into mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. like mindfulness and meditation so i always do like i do a little bit before oh, before i play every game and that helps me just okay. get in the zone okay 
Yeah, mindfulness is so important, especially now with all this, you know, the yeah, whole exactly. the world being upside down and everything create chaotic. Okay, that's nice. You see, sports yeah. people can be mindful, not all <laughs> brawn and brash and all that. Nice. Okay. Oh, Paolo, it's been really, really nice chatting. Um, you know, it was just a quick Q and A, just to get to get the listeners to know a little bit more about you. And um, it's clear that you know you've always been very level headed and focused and yeah, just calm, always like chilled. too calm. <laughs> Mom says too blessed to be stressed. Always chilled. Always chilled. Too, oh, I love that. Too blessed to be stressed. Okay. I, I'm going to use that as your caption. When, yeah, keep it. When this goes out. But, um, it, I, oh yeah, definitely. But this has been really, really nice. It's been nice chatting with you. Um, listeners in the show notes, I will post his, um, his, um, Twitter. Yeah, and, did, you don't got, got Twitter, got have you? Just IG, right? Oh, great. Okay. So I'll be posting your IG handle and your Twitter handle. So, you know, more followers from Nigeria, other parts of Africa. To be honest, this podcast is listened to crazy. by up to 40 Sick. countries now. I'm really proud of myself. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. So yeah, I want everybody to know just how amazing you are and just how proud I am to know you, to know the whole family. Like you guys are family. Yeah. You guys are, <laughs> you guys are all cool. <laughs> so yeah. So now my listeners, you've been listening to an episode of develop your a game. And I've been talking with my cousin, Paolo Odogu up and coming star. And um, yeah, he's doing he's uh, blazing the trail in rugby in england and wishing him all the best to him and his team so make sure you stay tuned do follow subscribe to this podcast and do make sure you share it with your friends and your networks so till next time take care and continue to develop your a game ciao so ciao paolo take care